and let's be heard. The final gun has sounded. Now it's your turn to hear and be heard. The Huskers are headed to the locker room, and we're ready to give you all the post-game info and opinion. It's Big Red Overreaction, the first live post-game show featuring the most important voice of all, you the Husker fan. Big Red Overreaction is sponsored by Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill, and by Equitable Bank. Also by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Get on the line now at 402-951-1620 and sound off on Big Red Overreaction, live on 1620 The Zone and 101.9 The Keg. More is a workload. Oh, and an onside kick. Northwestern is on it. At the 45, Scott Frost going for the mortal blow in this game, and now Northwestern has a short field. I don't know about that. Well, there's a lot of people that don't know about that. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Big Red Overreaction. This is the first Big Red Reaction over 2022. I'm Gary Sharp. There's Josh Peterson. Chance Oliver is here as well. Uh, 31-28, Nebraska loses to Northwestern to begin the year. They blow two 11-point leads, the questionable onside kick, a quarterback that was never the same after one of the most exciting plays and might be the most exciting play of the season. Your most consistent player was the punter. You were gassed, not late, but early. Ready? Yeah. It's going to be a load of fun. Yeah, you know, we we did a few of these shows last year, and it seemed like it always kind of happened this way, where we got on after a, a, a strange late situation loss. Now, this one wasn't so much that. This one was kind of a slow bleed after the onside kick, but, you know, not to quote the head coach, but same movie from last year, you know? Yeah. I mean, it felt that way in a lot of ways. Without maybe the boneheaded, like, you know, the special teams. I know they kicked it onside, but the – didn't have a weird safety. You know, you had turnovers, but they, they weren't in, like, the strange situations of last year. It was different. It was the same and yet different, if that makes any sense. So Nebraska goes touchdown, force fumble, touchdown, up 28-17. And then which might be the first question that is asked in Scott Frost, and we'll hear from him in Dublin, uh, imagine, within the hour. Uh, what happened in the onside kick? Was it your kicker that saw something because Northwestern only had three guys up? that it was his call, what went into the onside kick that completely changed that football game. From up 28-17, where you feel real good, and you feel like breaks are going your way, Josh, that have mm-hmm. not gone your way, yeah. against a team that doesn't hurt themselves, and you're up 28-17, even though you might be being outplayed, and you fall 31-28, to and that is a decision when you're up 11 that is going to, I mean, there's been a lot in the previous four years, but is going to hang over the season. And this is the kind of game where you're beat up on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they were gassed. Uh, where I, I don't know how you come back from. I, did, yeah. I said it earlier in the week. I've said it for a while, the importance of this game. I know you have. Other people have. Yeah. And we've argued about it. I, I Just the way this game unfolded, I don't know how you recoup and move forward. Yeah, you put, you put everything into it, right? You put they, they make all those changes. All the changes on the coaching staff, the, you know, and, essentially the entire offensive side of the ball. You have a special teams coordinator, and, I mean, that's not very good mm-hmm. today. We know all the new starters. Some of them showed up. You mentioned Casey. Casey Thompson made plays early, and, you know, there was a quote late from Brock Heward that I thought was, you know, I thought it explained everything well. He said, this feels frantic. This feels sped up. This feels like a tight offense right now. And that, that side of the ball really changed. whole lot of the other, you know, new players. We, I mean, Trey Palmer, I thought, performed admirably. 
Do you remember when O'Shawn Mathis's name was mentioned last on the broadcast? Didn't really talk about him a whole lot today. Anthony Grant, he played well. He scored a couple of touchdowns, but it took him a while to get going. The revamped offensive line. It's just like they, they did all of these things so this wouldn't happen, and then it happened again. And so I'm with you. They got care. They have a cross country flight now, in, you know what, three four hours, and then they got to play again in, in seven day, or six days by the time they land. How do you, how do you rebound from this? How do you rebound from the start of the season that we were putting everything into it at the start? And some things that you thought might be at least could get you through game one that you might be consistent. I mean, just the abysmal tackling. Um, breakdowns in pass coverage, not being able to get to Ryan Holinsky. Credit to Holinsky and Hull. They were fabulous. And Porter was really good as well. But Nebraska, the inability to even even like pat Holinsky on the back and say hello yeah. at any point during this game is amazing. Yeah, it was it 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 happened on the other side where Northwestern kept getting closer and closer and closer and closer to taking Thompson down. And you mentioned the Northwestern offense, arbitrary analytics, a lot of stats work for Nebraska on Twitter said only 2019 Ohio State had more yards of offense against a Scott Frost Nebraska team. That that group, as he pointed out, Justin Fields, J.K. Dobbins, Master Teague, etc. I didn't look. I thought that there was going to be some defensive regression this year. I I didn't see this happening. And yeah. I mean, I know it's a long year, and, and I don't want to just be like, "Well, God, November looks a lot tougher," but it does. And, and I don't know how they're going to be able to stop the run if they struggled like that against this Northwestern offense. Well, there were some guys that you expected to play well that didn't play consistently well. And that's Nebraska needs those guys to play well almost every single snap. But when you have a team that you're playing that that they had the they ran over 80 plays against you, yeah. and and they had no respect that you would be able to stop them late when they just lined it up and tried to run it down your throat until finally you were able to force a punt at the end. But I mean, guys were there's there's 50 percent good if you could go some position groups 50 percent good on wide receivers, but then there were key drops. Yeah. Trey made some early, had some early. Um, but the, just this game swung. It was 28-17. The game had felt so different, especially going into the locker room at halftime where he felt Northwestern goes up and you're like, there we go. This one is over. And then Nebraska comes out and defensively gets the ball back right away. They get something going. They have a magical play. They're up 28-17. I know the course of a 60-minute football game, it doesn't come down to one play. It came down to a decision that changed the tenure of the whole football game and Vokalek went out of the game, never came back. That was a huge issue. Yeah. They're just, there's so many things that when you go back and watch this game or you've already made your decision, today was Nebraska football. Yeah, you know, very Nebraska rarely. Nebraska football the last five years. Yeah, I think very rarely, Gary, do you have a specific moment in time that is so easy to look back, even with hindsight, and say, yeah, that was the moment. We were doing it after it happened. Because Northwestern, so they got the ball, what, their own 44. <laughs> Right down the field. Easy, 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 easy. And they that's the thing, man. They were picking up yards all day long. And and you talk about the fatigue, the gas nature. Um, and, and I I had someone reach out to me late in the game and said, Yeah, you know, I, I was told that their conditioning was a little suspect, but I didn't see this coming. And again, it's just what hap- what happened? And the conditioning stuff wasn't all of a sudden Northwestern in the second half is running in abundance of plays. That was pretty evident early. Yes. I mean, by the second quarter, you could tell that the defense was gassed. Yeah. Taking bad angles. I mean, guy, there was a play late. I, I'll have to rewatch it and see who it was. But just the angle that was taken in Northwestern, it looked like an old video game where you just kind of turn and then r- ran right around him. Yeah. All right. So this is how it'll work. Uh, more of you, less of us, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Works for me. 951-1620. You can uh, always email us, uh, Gary or Josh at 1620thezone.com. On uh, Twitter, at Gary Sharp 1620 at Josh Tweederson. 
We're only going to be here for about 20 minutes. So <laughs> Off at 345. It's a hard out today, folks. Yeah, hard we, out. We've got, we've got other programming going on at 1620. All right. Uh, look at that. The phone lines were already jammed before Nebraska got the ball back. They were indeed. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Uh-huh. Yeah, where my record now is I am reminded by someone of doing this show for nearly a decade. I am now 2 and 26. <sighs> yeah. 2 and 26. Yep. All right. Hello, Tim. You get the, uh, the honor of starting off Big Red Overreaction after a 31-28 loss to Northwestern. Well, thanks, guys. My condolences on having to sit through the rest of this. So, um, you know, I, I guess I'll not mince words. I'm a former college football player at a lower level than D1, and I'm a trial attorney, and I just don't understand how you can keep doing the same thing over and over again. Like, if I had lost four trials in a row, having the same deficiencies, it would really, really be hard for me to tell a client, yeah, we can roll with this, we can do this. And, and it's just, I don't know, it's just there. I guess the last thing I'll say is we're season ticket holders. We've been season ticket holders for probably 20 years. I don't know who's going to go to the game next week because nobody seems interested in going, and I have a family of seven. So uh, good luck with the rest of the show. Take care. Thanks, Tim. A subdued call to begin Big Red Overreaction. What? And can you be angry? I mean, just you're like, okay, that's, that's it. Hey, that's a good question. Can you, can you be angry? I'm going to ponder that. It's a good question. I think what I would be angry at is, is seemingly a lost season. Well, you know, if you agree it, with that idea that it's going to be a lost season, so, I'd be angry at the decision not being made. So I think already. there are certain areas of today's game by position groups and players that you definitely could be angry at. Yeah. I mean, this game on a, on a – I can't – I just I, – the onside kick. Now, <sighs> now the offense the, – and, and we also – and, you know, you get uh, – Casey Thompson will speak after the game. But something happened after – that play he made because he was never really the same. He wasn't. Granted, granted, Vokalek was not on the field, and Vokalek was great today. Gr- when he wasn't catching the football, when he was blocking, he had a great uh, block to uh, uh, spur Grant on his touchdown. But Kate, something happened to Casey Thompson after the wild scramble play because he was never the same. Yeah. That offense almost was never the same as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have the, the exact numbers in front of me. I can add them up because I, I, I got a, like a play chart. But after that, it was a lot of incompletions and not very many completions at the very end of the game. All right, here is uh, Bob. Hello, Bob. Welcome to uh, Big Red Overreaction. Hello, boys. Hi, Bob. Well, football season has started and ended all on the same day. I don't see how anybody can put up with this crap any longer. It is really, really, really bad. I see no difference. I see no difference between Martinez and what you had in the second half with this this kid from Texas, he looked just as bad as Martinez did. Made some bad decisions, and he had the deer in the headlight looks. I don't know what they're doing to these quarterbacks down there, but they're destroying them. And I will make a prediction. Martinez will have a big season with Kansas State. Mark my words, because he got away from that knucklehead. Thanks, boys. Bob. All right, that only took two calls into the season. Mm-hmm. All right. Hello, Sam. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, Sam. Sam, come on. We got to ban you already. All right, so we're three calls got to ban you already. Adrian Martinez. We mm-hmm. have a curse and word. we have a curse word. It's 326 in the in the PM, Gary. It's not even a midnight game. This isn't even a primetime game yet. For God's sake. Okay, John. Lord. All right, John, you're next up. <laughs> oh, gee, what's up, man? Hey, Hi. hey. John, how you doing? 
I'm doing well, bro. Is this Don? This is Don. Oh, Don, Don, what's going on, man? Chance can't hear. I'm sorry, Don. Uh, Don, what's up, man? All right, let's start this over, Don, because I, I hey, want no, you to bring man. the goods. Hey, Don, hey, hey, no, man, Juan. we don't get to start the season over, man. Oh, no, no, I'm it's, starting it's, your call over. Zero tolerance. Mm-hmm. What happened to the run game, bro? <laughs> uh, the inability to get any push whatsoever is, is amazing. I mean, even short yardage, just, just nothing. And it's, you know, it's funny too, Don, is so the box score, I mean, the box score doesn't look good. 31 carries, 111 yards. But Anthony Grant's numbers look good now because of the 46-yarder. He had 19 carries for 101 yards. But that, I don't think that that really tells the story, does it? Uh, They're getting dominated up front. And also, Don, the, the, and we saw it for one play late in the game when Logan Smothers came in, the not having an element of the quarterback run game also played into Northwestern's hands. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I, but the the short yardage, not not even getting off the ball, is really really concerning to me. And remember, I was told they would be firing off yeah, the ball. And remember, going into this, Don Juan, what was supposed if if the offensive line could only pick one that they would be better at, at least functional, it would be running the ball. And that didn't happen today. No, and and, and that's where I, I think you know where uh, you have to have respect for the for the game, and like you're saying, you have to throw those fundamentals. You know, and uh, but 550 yards given up by the black shirts. Uh, you know, but and, and and I think though that um, that they did good on the script. You know, the first uh, 15 plays that they ran, but then you know when you get to them turnovers and they start getting tired in the tradition of losing, man. But I can't believe, bro, you two and 26. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. Thank Thanks, you. Don. Especially the way, so the way the game began, when you're up 14-3 in, a, in the opening series on offense, when you everybody's getting a touch and you like the tempo and everything is moving, and then you have, the first time you have an 11-point lead, it was demoralizing to go into that locker room when you're behind. Especially yeah. after a start like that in a season that is what it is. Yep. Um, but everybody's going to talk about the black shirts, and there's no, <laughs> they've got dominated today. They yeah. absolutely dominated. And guys that need to play well for 60 minutes, didn't play well for 60 minutes. Guys came and went, and then other guys were on milk cartons the entire game. I'm happy you said what you did about the half because one of the keys that I had yesterday with John was, like, it's okay to go into into the halftime, you know, tied, of course, with the lead, even trailing, as long as the de- the deficit doesn't feel and seem like it's bigger than it is. You know, remember last year, Gary, they go in down by seven points. We know that it did not feel like a seven-point deficit given how that first half ended. Today's wasn't as bad. Today didn't feel like a three-score game. And Nebraska had a really strong start to the second half especially, so it definitely flipped. But it did feel like, oh, man, they did. They had all that great work. They were humming on down the field. They were a 14-3, to and then they're trailing 17-14. to and, and that's why, man, I was so impressed at the start of the second half. They came out. They got a stop. They go down. They score right away. They get a stop. They score again. And the second stop that I just mentioned, I believe, was a turnover. When they had the, the the forced fumble, and you know, and then obviously the onside kick, and there are a million comments about that. I mean, that is the the comment right now is about the onside kick, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's the email, whether it's the Twitter feed, whether it's the text machine, all that stuff. Uh, kudos to Northwestern, not only Helinski and Hole, but they also picked on guys from Nebraska on defense that they abused all day. I mean, once Hausman came onto the field late as a a brand new first time he's out there. They picked on him right away. 
Um, you know, they picked on Omar Brown, and there was miscommunication on the first touchdown by Northwestern when it was 14-3. to um, There were other guys that they picked on. Uh, they took advantage when Reimer went out of the game. So Reimer leaves due to injury there at the tail end of the first half, and what does that do? That opens up, and they, they immediately went to where Reimer would be. But the, but the other part of today with Nebraska on the, uh, on the black shirts, and that number should – I wouldn't sleep on the plane coming back is the amount of missed tackles. Yeah. I mean, brutal, it, wasn't, it wasn't just one and the second guy comes in to clean up. It usually was one that led to two that maybe even led to three. I was waiting for Brock Hewer to use the word slippery on Evan Hole. And, and he is tough to bring down. I mean, he ran for 1,000 yards last year on a 3-9 and nine team. But the inability to stop him and then to bring him down, just look at how many times that continued to drive for Northwestern. Yeah. Just, and that's demoralizing on yeah. defense. Evan Hull, 22 carries, 119 yards. Cam Porter, 1994. I mean, basically between them averaging five yards a tote. Both of them had touchdowns. Both of them had a long of 21. And that's the thing, Gary. Longs of 21 yards. So, and you see the yards per carry. That is consistent. That ain't, you know, the Barry Sanders, 2 3 2, negative 1 4, 90. That, that is consistent running that Northwestern had this afternoon. All right. Here is uh, John is back for us. Uh, hello, John. Hey, John. Hey, guys. Love your throw. Hey, thanks, thank you, man. John. Hey, uh, uh, obviously everyone's going to talk about this, but uh, the onside kick. Yeah. Um, I, w- I want to know who, who made that final call to do that, especially when we had the, the momentum and we gave it right back to them. Uh, who, who, who makes that call? We won't know, John, until a little bit from now when that question will be asked for the head coach. Okay. And then Casey Thompson looked great. Throws looked good. Second half was a different story. Yep. But what what changed with the play calling that that made us look not so sharp? I mean, I, John, I, one of the things that I wonder, and Gary, I'm curious as to what you think. So Stu Manji sent me these numbers. This is past plays and what happened in terms of pressure. So uh, Holinsky, for example, 38 total pass plays. He was blitzed five times. He was pressured seven times, was hit no times. Meanwhile, Casey had 45 dropbacks. He was blitzed seven times. He was pressured 16 times, and he was hit seven times. And there was, what, one or two sacks at the end of the game? I can't remember if they got him again late. Yeah, so the second sack late. I wonder how much of it's that where they, I mean, they were getting so close to getting him, so close to getting him, so close, and then they finally were just able to get to him. And if that changed it. But I'm with you. The, The great completion. I don't know what happened from that moment into the rest of it. I know we've talked about conditioning. So it, it makes me want to have a follow-up of, did he get gassed on that play? But well, that doesn't really explain. I mean, that was still early enough in the second half. So you remember when he slipped down the first sack? It yeah. looked like he was tired. Yeah. So, Stu Manji, another thing. This is, this is incredible. And this is another question for Casey Thompson when he speaks here after the game. So the 58-yard pass to uh, Castaneda Garcia. Uh after that pass, 6 of 16, 43 yards, two sacks, just one first down, and that's over the last 28 minutes of the game. Oh, and you know what the first down is? It's the Trey Palmer play on yeah. the on the very last drive. Yep. Wow. 951-1620, big red overreaction. There's Josh on uh, Gary. And here is Jim. Hello, Jim. Hey, how are you? Yeah, Good. the onside kick didn't help. Yep. But uh, when you start throwing interceptions again, it gave Northwestern – yeah. inspiration that we were going to start making mistakes again and we did yeah, it, and there it goes and you know that jim we've all talked about this and this is not just a pat fitzgerald thing this is everybody you play into the hands of nebraska and you you wait for nebraska to beat themselves i mean that's a 
You, you would say, let's go take the game, but why not have the game handed to you? Um, but the, they, they gift wrapped that to him. I, I can't believe it. And by the way, we're just about to get uh, uh, Frost on the on the air. Um, All right, later. He, yeah, thank you, Jim. Uh, he said, if I had it over, I wouldn't make the call. I assume that's about the onside kick. Do we have him chance? All right, let's go to Scott Frost. And um, you know, these guys need something to believe in, and we need to believe in ourselves as a team. I think they do. Um, I don't think there's a guy in our locker room didn't think we were going to come win this game today. And uh, I'm sure they'll think the same thing next week. Coach, at uh, seven losses in a row now, what, uh, what concerns do you have, if any, about your own future? Well, you got to win in this business to keep your job. That's the way it is. Um, I love Nebraska. I love the state of Nebraska. I love these fans that sacrificed to come over here. I want to thank them. Um, the guys... The coaches, they did everything the right way leading up to this. Uh, I wouldn't change a thing about the way we handled the travel. Uh, the kids were dialed in. Um, I give Northwestern a lot of credit again. They they were more physical than us, I, I thought, up front at times today, um, probably more than, than we were, and that was probably the difference. And um, we got to get this turned around. How surprised were you about that? I don't know if there was a – Big difference, but you know we certainly we certainly didn't dominate. And um, again, I give their staff a lot of credit too. There were some scheme things that they hit us on on offense. Um, I think we're going to have to learn as an offensive staff that uh, you got to be a little creative in this league. Um, so we we have some things that we can work on. That we did a lot of good things, but it's got to be more of a. a a complete game. Yeah, we did. That's been a good competition all, all camp. Uh, we played the guys that we thought had the best camp and, and really week leading up to this game. Um, I think it would have been a different kind of game. We'd have gotten more guys in, uh, but it wasn't. Yeah, you know, he did a lot of really good things again, but you know that the good thing about having some new guys is we added a lot of talent to the team. Casey being one of them. Um, there's a learning curve in this league, and you know I've gone through it. Um, you you just can't be negative one in turnovers and make a bad decision as a head coach on an onside kick and uh, give up a, a cheap one. That these games are all decided by two or three plays, and there's going to be nine more of them this year like that, and and we have to make sure we're on the right side of those plays. What was, what was the difference? First two and a half quarters, Casey, last quarter and a half. And I know some of that wasn't him at all, but what was the difference in the passing between those passes? You know, I don't know if there was a difference with the quarterback. Uh, we lost Travis Vokalek for the game. That that. Uh, that hurt us a little bit on a couple of them. Uh, we got to make sure we get them in the right stuff. Uh, again, you, you know, this is this is the type of game we're going to be in where you only get so many drives, uh, and you got to take advantage of them. And two turnovers hurt. You know, I think we were up 11 twice in the game and gave up the lead, which we can't do on defense. And we got to score when we're needed to on offense.
Uh, I didn't think we tackled great in the in open space. Um, I think when it was in the box, it was fine. Uh, th that's my impression without watching it on tape. So, um, we missed a couple out in space that, that we can't miss. And, and we're going to play guys that are just as talented or more talented uh, down the road. Uh, I thought their backs ran great. Uh, I thought they did a good job making one more cut and getting extra yards. Uh, but we certainly had opportunity to make more plays than we did. Yeah, he's a better athlete than people think. Um, you know, he came out on fire, and um, we just didn't create any of those big plays when we needed to down the stretch. But, uh, we, you know, we can't put ourselves in that situation. You know, um, I'll take seven of it for making the onside kick decision. You don't win a lot of games in the Big Ten giving up 31. So we have some things to answer on. On defense, if you can score 31, you usually win games, and we didn't on offense, so we have some things to look at there as well. Culture, uh, leadership, um, which is the best we've had. These guys need to do it for each other, and they will. We got a really tight team. Um, I, again, I can't say enough about how they approach this game. Um, the travel over, everything that they did. Uh, this is a tight group, the tightest group we've had, and uh, they're going to have to lean on that after a disappointing start. How did you adjust to not calling the offensive plays yourself? It's tough for me. You know, yeah, it is. Uh, I've said this, there's no one way to do things. Um, but I think uh, I think we can cooperate and a little bit more. Um, you know, the, the, probably the big the thing that hurt our offense is when we got in in situations where we were just uh, running the ball. Um, we didn't we weren't efficient enough. And um, when you gain yards on those plays, it gives you more opportunities to run the stuff that that you think could hit big. No, absolutely not. Um, wow. I love Nebraska. I'm going to fight, fight with the guys uh, as long as I can fight. All right, that's Scott Frost over in Ireland. Uh, I'm just going to say a couple things, quick things here, Josh, about yeah. two things that, that caught my attention here. We're going to go to break, uh, and we'll go through all the calls. So Frost says, I made the onside call, so it's on me. I thought we, if we got it, we could end the game. If he was, if he had to do it over again, he would not. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's that's the quote on that play. But then there is the quote that I'm going to have to get out of the studio and go walk outside of the studio for a moment. Quote: I think we're going to learn as an offensive staff that you have to be a little creative in this league. We are one game into this arrangement. Mm -hmm. And and we, we know all the other quotes. We know how he's, you know, answered questions about giving up play calling before. And he was just asked about it again at the very end. 951-1620. The lines are jammed. Keep trying. We'll be here until 4 o'clock. Take your calls. Uh, Nate, Joe, CJ, Nebraska Ball Mike. And the rest of you can join in the Big Red Overreaction after Nebraska Falls. 
31 to 28 to Northwestern. I want to leave you with this little nugget as we go to break. Today was the 49th victory in one-score games for Pat Fitzgerald since 2006. That is tied with LSU for the most during that time span amongst Power 5 schools. Wow. This is Big Red Overreaction. There's Josh. I'm Gary Chance here as well with all of you on 1620 The Zone.